Welcome back to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club, an exclusive club here at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. Well, really, supernpcradio, which is our network here. But it's the only, the only place you can find these full episodes are on the Patreon. So thank you for being here, dear listeners. Uh, if you're listening to this in a preview format, there's a chance I don't even have this part in it because I usually get it into the meat of the episode and the fun part after the intros have already happened. Um, I am your host for this one. This, is be, this will be my third episode hosting Connor McCabe here. Uh, and in this one, I'm going to be doing a lot more backflips and a lot more uh, bullet dodging and jumping off of rockets. Uh, I know in the first episode, I was a little toned down, but in this one, I'm going to matrix it up is the easiest way to say it. Um, I, uh, of course, and we're here to discuss uh, for this the sixth episode of the Metal Gear Solid Games Club, Metal Gear Solid, The Twin Snakes. Uh, and for, as far as my perspective goes, which is still kind of limited in the series, uh, an absolute uh, miracle that it ever happened, and I still kind of can't believe it exists, but it does. So I'm here to talk to two of my favorite people to podcast with. We have, first of all, returning uh, of not too long off of the Portable Ops episode, Mr. Metal Gear uh, Kojima's adopted son himself, Garrett Moore Lang of Super Gamer Boys. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be back. Good to be home. Talking about Kojima, talking about Metal Gear once again. Uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. You know, hey. this is this is where I'd rather spend my Tuesday evening. So, yes, I love it. <laughs> Killer. You hear with, that? With Anyone virtual... else Garrett could have been hanging out with? He wants to be here. <laughs> well, I want to uh, be here with my virtual pa- friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the patrons are bummed that you didn't say their names. Uh, well, Garrett, it's so good to have they're, you back. They're, they're uh, also my virtual friends, though. Oh, yes. Right? Of course. Oh, yeah, because you're a patron. You're a patron. Exactly. Gosh. Yeah. We're, so all, you can we're even, all brothers. You can hop in the comments on this one and uh, basically say whatever you want. You could say, wow, Connor, really, uh, I really feel like he just like pushed me into a corner. He wasn't letting me talk at all. Yeah. So you can spread whatever you want on me about okay. me in yeah. the comments of this episode, which is great. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll spread all sorts of hate and vitriol in your comments. Oh, you, <laughs> you're, you're too kind. Um, Garrett, it's great <laughs> to have you back. Um, and we're also here with one other uh, wonderful person who's been on a previous episode of Again, we're having two returning champions from the Metal Gear Solid Games Club. Uh, someone uh, who is a, a not even big boss agnostic, big boss, uh, uh, a big boss atheist, I guess we'll describe him as, um, who was recently here for the Ghost Babble episode. So it's been a couple months now. Mr. Mike Steele, welcome to the show. Hello, Derek. I'm going to... Uh, Derek? Did I just call you Derek? I don't, I don't even know a Derek. Why would I call you Derek? <laughs> I like uh, it. Hey, uh, well, it's your nickname. Uh, I call you Connor Derek McCabe. Um, Does make me a little more douchey, just slightly. Yeah, well, hey, it is what it is. Um, I didn't know we were talking about a video game called Twin Snakes. I thought you were inviting me because uh, it's, well, it's commonly known that uh, as a man with two penises, I myself am a bit of a twin snake. Am I allowed to talk about my two penises on your Patreon? I've uh, been Connor? upset that you haven't done it more because that's okay. what most people have subscribed <laughs> to. Every time someone subscribes to our Patreon, I I do actually send an email asking how they found us, uh, what they're looking forward to from our content, and any other stuff they might have questions about. And every one of them, including Garrett here, has said that that's what we're missing. So thank you, Mike. 
Yeah, of course. I I uh, I usually call them dual penises, but I guess oh, twin penises sounds cool too. Twin snakes, I guess, if you're like, uh, it's like a PG kind of thing, like it's an innuendo. But I, mm. it just so happens, lucky for you, I have played the video game Twin Snakes as well. So let me uh, wow. get some notes together really quick. Uh, maybe I can figure something out. Hey, well, thanks for doing this on the fly, Mr. Dual Peen. Uh, I'm so glad to have you here. You know what? Uh, my disability's not a joke, Connor. Is uh, it? Okay, I don't you appreciate know what? you making light of it. You know what? I, I don't even... I... I feel like I'm okay. This is okay to say. I don't even look at it as a disability. I think that you have a superpower, my friend. Okay, so, but I will respect your feelings, and I will absolutely uh, not bring it up a single more time on the show because I'm sure you will. Thank you. My two penises are like my little brother. Like I can say anything I want about. Yes, them. but you I can't fucking yep. say a word. <laughs> you know what? There's. I I want to continue. <laughs> this bit even harder like more bits on top of this bit i'm just gonna i'm gonna let it die for now but it is uh i didn't think we didn't think it was i have possible. a habit of doing this connor i make your episodes longer than they should be i'm so sorry you do and i'm hoping this one isn't like the craziest long one but hey we've done two and a half hours together before um so thank you both for being here um before we get into uh you know our personal experience with the game i want to talk a little bit about exactly what this puppy is. Thankfully, we've already gotten to go over your uh, each of your histories with uh, with the series. Um, but as far as histories with this game, I would love to hear a little bit about that, and then maybe we'll get into the context. So, Mike, how about you? What is your history with uh, Metal Gear Solid: The Twin Snakes? Uh, I played it when it came out. Uh, oh I, wow! As a cool person guy. who owned. I've always owned every console. I grab all the games I want. I've, I love, love games forever. So uh, as a fan of the original Metal Gear and the baffling moment I think everyone had when this game was announced, we were like, wait, wait, wait. The original Metal Gear is being remade from scratch by Silicon Knights exclusively for the GameCube. Like that was like a one of those like, huh? Did I hear that right? <laughs> it's like, still moments. bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it's truly insane. Um, but it, it also, you're like, okay, well, as good as that game is, now that I've played Metal Gear 2, and they're basically, that's kind of what they're doing, is they're like, hey, Metal Gear, but what if all the Metal Gear 2 stuff was in it too? Uh, gotcha. And you're like, okay, this is cool. And so I, I jumped at the opportunity to play it. I, any opportunity to replay a game you already love is great. Um, I won't get into it in any detail, but I have some serious issues with twin snakes oh uh, here yeah Ooh, i'm getting one, it so garrett and i both major, start rubbing our hands together <laughs> yeah very very major issue with twin snakes uh that uh i'm curious if other people will share it uh but largely i would say twin snakes is a cool thing that exists and i enjoyed my time with it back when i played it. i think i've played it like played it to completion twice nice. um, i own a copy but uh, when I plugged in my GameCube, my GameCube was acting up, and so I didn't get to replay it. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I, I feel like I remember it fairly well, so I, I feel, still feel like I could talk about it. Well, uh, man, what a history. You were there day one, uh, and thank you for the attempt to play it. I'll tell you, what's probably happening is your laser is having trouble reading discs, which is a constant issue in GameCubes after, you know, 21 years or so now. Connor, is that uh, some sort of weird insult about both of my penises yes it is that i have a problem no you know what you promised you wouldn't so i'm gonna assume that that wasn't i'm just gonna 
Take what you said at face value, Connor. Thank you. Ignore me saying yes, it is. Uh, because, <laughs> Wait, uh, what? Just forget about. Just forget about it, man. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I've had the same issue and finally got it fixed from just like a local game store. And yeah, and it works great now. Except it, the clock still doesn't work, so I actually can't play like Animal well, Crossing. Other games are working. <laughs> Bait yes. and Kato still totally worked, Connor. Oh, okay. So who knows? Huh. Well, maybe I don't know the answer to your problem. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for sharing problem. your history. Yeah, we'll call it a problem, a GameCube oh, problem. Oh, with my GameCube. Okay, sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Close, but not quite there. Okay. Uh, Garrett, um, I th I've got a little idea of your history with this game because we've we've been chatting recently. But why don't you tell the listener what the heck your experience with this game is? Yeah. So this is a game that so I had a GameCube back in the day. Somehow, this game totally missed it. Uh, granted, when this came out, I was uh, 11 years old. Um, <laughs> fair, so, that's, a, that's a fair reason. Yeah, so for me, I, you know, I was playing Smash Brothers and Mario Kart mainly. Nice. Uh, maybe some Metroid, uh, Metroid Prime 2 as a good one on GameCube. Um, I, I don't know, at that time though, like, I wasn't I had a GameCube, I love my GameCube, but I didn't, like, play all the time. I was a PS2. I was a PlayStation kid. Obviously, you can see behind me. Um, <laughs> I, I love PlayStation. <laughs> so um, I totally missed this. And to be honest, hardly even knew it existed until just like a few years ago, it, which is crazy being the diehard Metal Gear fan I am. It was something where like I'd heard the name before. I'd heard like, you know, seen uh, like heard allusions to it that type of thing but never really like looked into it like what the heck is is it is it a game is it a book is it a, like I, I didn't even know if it was even a video game in the oh, I wish it were a book like a graphic novel or something that'd be sick like is this Ooh, a graphic novel especially of, after of, what we saw in portable Gear. ops that would be pretty exactly. sick exactly that art style um so it wasn't until like yeah recently like in the last couple of years i looked into it, i'm like oh shoot it's like a full-on remake of the first one um especially with you know the last few years with all the there's always rumors of them remaking the first metal gear solid mm -hmm. and yeah i think it was adrian was fine like why don't you just play twin snakes i'm like what are you talking about like what is that yeah um and uh yeah so zero history up until you know i played it for the first time just last week Amazing. um oh it's fresh it's fresh and fresh yeah yeah so i i fired it up last week i started on like a sunday evening and beat it by like monday evening like i like plowed through the game so fast i love uh, it so yeah I, again not not going into like details yet until later in the show you know kind of tease some stuff but there is so much i loved about the game and then i've so so much that just rubbed me the wrong way and i was like was so many issues especially being such a huge fan of the original one i'm like yeah oh man like there's there's some rough edges here there's some things that they really i don't know so yeah i'm, I'm excited to talk about it with you guys to see see what your guys thoughts are on it but yeah Ooh. so well thank you for sharing too and i'm so excited we've already, we've got you two the seemingly coming from the same camp here uh, so I'm really excited because I'm Mr. Prisoner of the moment and just played this thing for the first time. Again, as the listener knows, because I've been talking about it on four episodes now of this games club. I'm very new to the Metal Gear franchise. Uh, didn't even finish the first one for the first time until this January. But now I finished one, two, three, played a good amount of portable ops. As they know, listeners know, I didn't finish it for the episode. <laughs> didn't uh, finish it. I played uh, maybe about, I don't know, you've... You like four a lot, right, Mike? Ooh, oh yeah, four. How, four is. I think very one good. and yes. one and four are my favorites. I think. How mm -hmm. far would you two say 
is after you oh, I don't want to give a spoiler even though they already did an episode on it let's say you they meet, did the episode let's they say you meet Raiden and you get on a plane uh, uh yeah, how you're not far even close <laughs> am not I like close, what do you think dude. like a third of the way um maybe not even well so it's tough because uh like not even like throwing shade the cutscenes in that game are so fucking long yes. like but yeah. like in a good way like but some of them yeah. are like no joke it's like a half an hour like mm. there's a couple of them that are very very long so in your head you remember the gameplay beats but they're also like pseudo open world like it's not always sure like, yeah like it reminds me of um uh i can't think of a good analog immediately but like it's not just like go through this level in the same way that a level-based game were, but it's also not like a big conjoined area like Metal Gear. A lot of times mm -hmm. it's like, hey, there's like a thousand ways you can get through this area, and some of them are going to be really fast, and some of them are going to be your crop, uh, yeah. glass, and mm -hmm. caves for a really long time. Like, there's really... <laughs> I'd say you're nearing halfway, if not maybe okay. on the other side of halfway. Okay. Depending on, like, where... Like, how quickly you can get through stuff. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, but that that's helpful though. Do you, so, do you remember like what what area you're in? Because they go to like different like countries or whatever. Like what? Yeah. I well, I last night I turned the game on because I had about an hour to play it, and after I think a 50 minute cutscene, I was like, well, that was my hour. Um, <laughs> and I was going to like I think the third area. Um, I don't okay. with you know Naomi's on the sh on the plane. Otacon's okay. uh, on the plane. They might be on the plane together. So yeah, you um, might be about. Getting the halfway There's, about there. Okay, cool. You're good. really good I, at cooking eggs now. Oh yeah, now I know the I know the all the methods too. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, no, yeah, I'd cool. say that you're. I don't think you're close to the end, but I'd yes, say yeah, I maybe so. half-ish. Half I've only fought like one real boss. Let's just say that. Yeah, but uh, they throw the last couple Beauty and the Beast yeah. members at you like <laughs> faster. Yes. Okay. Cool. Wild Great. bosses, huh? I mean, I, I know this episode isn't about uh, yes. Metal Gear Solid 4. Hey, we can turn bosses. it into an episode wild about Metal Gear Solid 4. This just whole tangent happened just because I was bragging about the Metal Gear Solid games I played. <laughs> um, so I'm really into the series now. Uh, after planning this uh, games club, I was a, became aware of what the Twin Snakes was and had heard about it. I think Adrian had given the best description. We we had Adrian on for the GameCube Space Solace, and he was talking about it. And the way he described this game was, it's like your little brother went to watch Metal Gear Solid, the movie, and came back to tell you about it and exaggerated most of it and got some stuff wrong. Uh, <laughs> I and that had that, yeah. That had yeah. me hooked. I was like, I got to play this. And so um, when we were picking games for the series, I volunteered to do this one. And having, you know, spent a decent amount of time with one this year and watched a lot of videos on it and watched speed runs of that game, it I finally got to play it for the first time. I borrowed Jeremy's uh, hacked Wii. Um, <gasps> I, I did. I actually have seen a copy of this recently, by the way. I saw this at a local game store, Game Realms, and it was only 120 bucks. And I say only, only because okay. it's usually like, yeah, like, like Garrett saying, yeah. 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 Buy that sucker and throw it on eBay, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> I screwed up. I bought the orange box instead, uh, which was only like 40 bucks. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, just played this game kind of like Garrett for the first time and really consumed it in just like a ravenous way. I think I beat it in about five days. I think. Um, I must have finished it in about, again, leaving a lot of leaving most of the detail out for when we get into it. Maybe it was like nine and a half, ten hours, which was a lot faster than my MGS one playthrough. And a lot of that was because I like 
had a phone call for like an hour and left the game just like running in a, on like a pause screen on like a codec. Uh, you know what I appreciate about you, Connor? What do you appreciate about me? You have a lot of honesty where you're like, yeah, I love video games. Mario series, never touched any of them. Played the first <laughs> Mario game in my life a week ago. But now I love Mario. You're like, you're not afraid <laughs> yes. to be like, ah, yes, largest franchise in the world. Never even heard of it. But uh, now I like you're you're not afraid to admit that where a weaker man might be like, oh, yeah, huge fan. But like, really, they're like, they're not a huge fan. They they their their real story is your real like is the story you tell the truth about. But they would lie about I, I always love that you did it because like every episode I'm on, you're like, ah, yes. Final fa- Final Fantasy, you said. So that's a game series. Like you're, you, ne- you have no shame in being like, I don't know, I don't know what I don't know, and I don't love what I don't love. I, I really genuinely appreciate that about you, Connor. Thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, you've probably gotten to hear me say that a lot on like many, <laughs> so of many episodes of my podcast too. <laughs> I, you know, I don't like to pretend like I know something I don't because yeah, as soon as I've been, I've been caught in that before and you just, I just look like a big darn fool. Yeah. And I don't want that. the worst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, so, but I do appreciate that, Mike. Thank you. And I'll, I'll be sure to keep it up. I promise. Um, yeah, good. <laughs> so yeah, didn't know what this game was. Had no, I barely knew what Metal Gear Solid was when it came out. Just played it last week for the first time. And I'll, I'm the, def- I'm the defector here. I loved this game and I had such a good time, but I am really interested to hear what you two have to say because I know I'm a prisoner of the moment in many, <laughs> in like m- with much media. So well, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not too precious with this gotcha. game. I wouldn't say that I hate it, but I have like a very major gripe with it. So I, gotcha. I wouldn't go so far as to say that like you and I are like polar opposites or anything. Okay, gotcha. G- Garrett would say that we're polar opposites, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's Getting because polite, one yes. of you is negatively charged and the other is positively charged. We do have a real uh, uh, solid and liquid thing going on here. Yeah. Um, and that makes you, Mike, Shalashaska. You are our revolver. Or cool. he could be a uh, uh, solidus, you know, he could be the third yeah. brother. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> The you talking twin. about my dicks right now, bro? Is that is that, is that no, a, you know, we're not. I'm gonna <laughs> sorry, chalk this sorry. up to to maybe happenstance because you would yeah. never. Hunt, I would. I would never. We're getting. Oh. A, we're getting a sly look from Mike. <laughs> yeah, um, it's just like. <laughs> anyway, didn't believe that. That's that's all of our you know brief histories before we really get into like what we think about the game. But let's talk a little bit about what this game is as much as we previewed. Um, Metal Gear Solid: The Twin Snakes is a 2004 stealth game co-developed by Konami Computer Entertainment Japan and Silicon Knights and published by Konami for only ever the GameCube once. This was in 2004. The game uh, came out in uh, North America first, actually, two days before Japan on March 9th. Uh, in Japan, it came out March 11th. In Europe, on March 26th. This was also the same year as Twin Snakes. So it came out, or excuse me, uh, Snake Eater. This game is Twin Snakes that we're talking about. So in between, technically, Sons of Liberty and Snake Eaters when this was released. Um, We've kind of talked about it, but it it, it contains uh, graphical improvements. If you look at this game, it's so easy to see how similar it looks to Sons of Liberty, and I would assume a little bit of the uh, of the PlayStation Two version of Snake Eater, possibly maybe that first one. But especially playing this game, I was like, oh man, I'm getting so much uh, 
so much Sons of Liberty with this. Mm -hmm. um, inclu it included a revised translation with re-recorded voice acting using all almost all of the original English voice cast and uh, was generally met with positive reception. It is not directed by Mr. Kojima. It is produced, but it's directed by Carrie Murray. Um, and then oh, I feel like who is the... Uh, well, also produced by Dennis Dyack. Uh, well, which he is, is Silicon Knights, you know, like he, yeah, he is intrinsically Silicon Knights. Mm -hmm. So, so there he is, and then I forget who, um, I guess, choreographed all the a lot of the fight scenes. Oh, um, um uh, what's that? Is it Neji something? Uh, oh, I, it, here it is. It's Ryuhei Kitamura. Kitamura. Oh, well, yeah. I wasn't even close. Hey, you know <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna go on the record and say that's what I meant, but no, no <laughs> one should believe me. Uh, there's no reason for you to believe me other than to just, you think I'm an honest guy. Hey, you I know should what? have just said nothing instead of oh, was the Nechi something? You're you're taking a page out of my book by trying and admitting <laughs> your faults. Uh, which hey, we could all do a little bit of that, couldn't we? Yeah, um, carrot. Yeah, we're both. What don't you, you know, Garrett? I'm perfect over here. I know it all. Okay, <laughs> that's why I get called on the episodes. Not just kidding. <laughs> yes, of course. I mean, y'all and Andrew, gosh darn good hang. So there you go. Um, oh, gee, thanks. Now <laughs> I don't know. Outside of um, a little bit of just like minor development history, I don't know a ton about how this game came to light or why it was even created. Mike, you've been a you've been with this game. Since it's Genesis, do you know anything about that? Anything you could shed some light on? So I could have looked this stuff up ahead of time, but I wanted to be like you, Connor, and be honest. I have always <laughs> just assumed that Metal Gear was huge at the time, and Nintendo wanted a piece of that action. Yes. And Silicon Knights had just come off of Eternal Darkness, which was, you could argue, one of the bigger, like, I guess you call it like a second party game, or like yeah. it's, a, it's a exclusive to the GameCube. Had a lot of buzz around it. Dennis Dyack and Silicon Knights as a studio had a lot of like clout and momentum. And Nintendo got to get a piece of that Metal Gear pie that so far had eluded them. That's what I always chalked it up to. And Konami at the time still gave a shit about video games. So they're like, hey, we should make one of those. And so they <laughs> decided that they would. And it made a lot of sense because in a, in, in a weird way, I would say that uh, as popular as Metal Gear 1 was, not that Metal Gear 2 was more popular, but it opened things up for Metal Gear in a way that jumping from PS1 to PS2 and just like the huge capability of difference between Sons yeah. of Liberty and the original Metal Gear, the idea that you could apply a lot of that stuff to Metal Gear 1, it's not shocking the remake happened. I think the shocking thing is that it was on GameCube and that's what I would, I would always chalk it up to just I assume Nintendo wanted to wet their beak. Yeah, very much. Very, that seems likely. Um, Garrett, in your recent time with this game, uh, anything that you, if you learned anything that I haven't shared, that we haven't shared quite yet about, you know, why this game exists or its creation? No, I mean, I'm just the same spot you're at. Like, I, I, I was curious about the same thing. I'm like, what a bizarre yeah. world we live in where, like, the this Metal Gear Solid series, which for years and years and years was, you know, at least, you know, Metal Gear Solid itself was uh, PlayStation, whether it's, you know, uh, obviously the earlier Metal Gear games, there was one on what, uh, Super Nintendo uh, and stuff like that. But um, it just seems so bizarre that this remake that everyone's dying for, like, OK, we're going to do it. But 
it's on GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the heck? Like, it's it's absolutely crazy. And the fact that it hasn't been distributed elsewhere since yeah. then, um, it hasn't come to like any for uh, uh, more recent like Nintendo console. Like, we haven't seen it on the Wii. We haven't seen it on the Wii U. We haven't seen it on the Switch even. Like, wait, that's what I'm wondering. Wondering. I'm like, okay, when's it coming to my Switch? I'd love to pick it up for the Switch. Oh, um, that would be so great. I did so a crazy. quick look at wikipedia and under development it really doesn't like shed much light on anything that we're asking ourselves right now mm -hmm. so crazy we could, we could make it canon we can just say like we could say. say it and then cite it on wikipedia from this episode and mm. wax house it into existence now there's an idea so as we know for certain this was just a plant to get solid snake in super smash bros brawl all yes. later in 2008 so everyone now, knows that it's common knowledge i'm reading it right here on a website so now we cite that and that's how it works well i read it in game informer issue 121 it's when i want to say that's the issue where dennis dyack did the interview about mm. Uh, Twin Snakes. Uh, I think they held that interview. It was like right. They they did it ahead of time before E three. They released it in the E three issue. More details. More details. More details. Yeah, I, I, if I remember correctly, it started on page fourteen. It was like a three page thing, so it ended on seventeen. Uh, that's all I remember off the top of my head. Hey, we're bringing a lot of good to the internet by lying. Uh, but hey, uh, I do look forward to when this is cited on Wikipedia, uh, this podcast episode. Wikipedia is um, allowed less. So hey, I think has. we're good, dude. Um, this was, you know, uh, the GameCube was famous, or not wasn't famous for this, but a handful of big games on the cube like Resident Evil 4 and the Twin Snakes were two discers. So two little... Uh, of those like tiny discs that the GameCube used um, were required for this game. In fact, when playing through, I mean, I bet you had a similar thing, Garrett. When I was playing through on this hacked Wii, where I'm obviously not putting two discs in, and it got to that point where it said, "Now is the point to put into the disc two." I was really worried that it might not actually work, but then it just sort of slowly transitioned as if it was ready for it uh oh okay. did you have to like do some function to get it to work uh so i was since we're just putting it all out there on the table uh, <laughs> yeah i, I was, was yeah, <laughs> geez, you guys are just like hey, anyway so as I, I got done having sex with a little boy and then i played on my hacked wii okay not quite not quite the same thing <laughs> no, but it's i hear the you exact same thing continue <laughs> exact... garrett um i played through dolphin um on, nice. on the pc uh, and I did actually have to switch, but it was just like right click, start disc two. I kind of love that. Start disc two, Something so. about that is fun for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm curious because I don't remember. Does Is the break off point between discs the same in Twin Snakes as it was in Metal Gear 1? Like the no, original Metal it, Gear? It threw me off. I was expecting it later. Where does so it happen? In the, in the original one, it happens after the sniper wolf fight right. as you're getting ready to head down the stairs. In yeah. this one, it happens uh, after. It's uh, you defeat Sniper Wolf the first time in the hallway, like after Meryl gets Whoa, shot. Like that's it's like a way weird back time. there. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, in my like, head, it's so intrinsically tied to the post secondary yeah. Sniper Wolf. You're about to go into the manufacturing area. Like it's yeah. just so 
like you know what's gonna happen wow that, that's a weird yeah, place for that to happen so wild i was in it like yeah it pops up on the screen please insert disc two it doesn't have the cool like graphic like it did on ps1 yeah. it's just like very like just like a generic logo not even like a cool logo and then like just white text a lot of text i was like why is there's like a paragraph <laughs> telling me to put the disc in like just there, say it was insert a little disc excessive <laughs> and yeah so i was like oh this is so weird like what is happening but yeah definitely definitely different which i i Seems so. I I don't know if that's like. I don't know. I, I I I'm not sure the difference between like the CD-ROM and like those mini discs, like size-wise, how much they can handle. Granted, I guess with the remake, like there's much higher fidelity, like assets going on there with the 3D and stuff like that. But um, it just seems like an interesting choice to to switch that up because I don't know. Yeah, it's iconic, you know, <laughs> with that that the way they had it set up before. But um, yeah, it's almost it was almost uh, in that first game again having only played it once that is such an like a perfect emotional act break right there like mm-hmm. that sniper yeah. wolf there's another one that i mean a few uh, i mean defeating all of those the like murderers row uh of bosses <laughs> in that game are is it's emotional but that sniper wolf one is maybe the most impactful and so yeah uh that's, Being able to that, pop in that second disc after that fight, yeah. grab a box of tissues, and kind yeah. of calm down just, after that emotional roller just coaster. Sit in the dark yeah. You think for about a it, bit. You, you split the game up in your head between yeah. those two sections, so it's weird to have the disc change somewhere else. Also, fundamentally, you have like very few reasons, if even the ability, to go back further into areas in the game yes. at that mm-hmm. point. But at the other point, there's like, that's just a weird split ah, that's so bizarre that that's i wonder yeah i wonder if they could have avoided that or if nostalgia is just making us care about where the disc break was yeah it's mm. very strange um one thing i want to touch on uh quickly is a little bit of information about the voice casting we sort of we briefly touched on it earlier um of course uh most like we already said most of the cast uh was brought back to do their roles um one that uh a notable exception was cyborg ninja aka gray fox aka uh what's his name frank yeager there we go um it's got a lot of names um (laughs) and this uh, also in portable ops he's in portable ops as well what's his name there nil or whatever oh i don't remember yeah that's that's him Remember that? Didn't I, didn't I tell you that in the episode? We did the you episode probably, together. You probably yeah. did, and I probably <laughs> the, forgot. The perfect, the perfect soldier, that's Frank Yeager, like when they're just yes. starting out and doing testing on him, yeah. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah. Gosh, just just crazy. Uh, but we won't. But uh, Mike wouldn't like if we talked about any oh, big yeah, boss no, no, stuff. Yeah, so, you guys better shut stuff. your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in this one, uh, Gray Fox and Donald Anderson were voiced by the same actor, Greg Eagles, I guess, which uh, I would love to see them hear them side by side because I did not notice that while playing the mm. game. The only I thing I noticed either. was, you know, not having accents for Mei Ling and Nastasha, which Nastasha, I was like, whatever, maybe it's because she's Russian and white, but Mei Ling, I was like, eh, yeah. that's good. She's from well, Berkeley. She's not from wherever. And, and Naomi, they dropped her, I mean, because they got oh, the new, yeah. they got Jennifer Helen, because like, she had like a British yeah, like yeah, a British a accent bit, in the yeah. first one, a little bit. In this one, it's like totally gone. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, Nastasha, you can play the game and forget she's even in the like. She's almost yeah. <laughs> completely avoidable in a lot of situations. Yeah. So like, her she matters less. Where Mei Ling, it's obvious and uh, yeah, like like uh, you know. Well, okay, you know 
about the voice actor stuff with David Hayter, right? Like, you know how they got the cast back? By all means. Did he, didn't he? did he use a bunch of his paycheck to do that? He took a humongous pay cut because they knew that obviously you need him back, but yeah. they were going to do a bunch of recasts. And he mm. said, now, popularly in his story, he said he took half. I'm sure it's not exactly half, but he basically took a giant pay cut to get back the original cast. I don't know if wow. they couldn't get the guy who did Donald and uh, Jaeger or if he just well, he came back anymore. Because he, he came back because he still did Donald Anderson. He just, yeah. for some reason, they got someone else to do That's Gray odd. Fox but yeah, yeah, to get the whole cast back, uh, he yeah. took a giant pay cut. Gosh, wow. I want to see a documentary not about the Beatles get back, but about Metal Gear Solid voice cast get back. I think <laughs> yeah, that would be – I want a three-hour thing on Disney+, Plus, a three three-hour episodes. Um, yeah, but uh, – so yeah, I just wanted to touch on the voice acting a little bit there. Well, yes, please. I almost, I almost called you Derek again. Hey, just <laughs> well, call me Derek I, for the episode. I just stopped myself from calling you Derek Connor. I don't know You've why. You've never this done is, this before. I think I don't I'm think. having like a long stroke, maybe, <laughs> and it's just not over yet. Um, so I told you I had one humongous gripe about this game. Hit me um, with it, baby. So my giant gripe about this game. And now I I call this the. Uh, like the live song conundrum you know when you love a band and you love a song and you go see them live and there's like i can't describe it as anything other than a dumb little subtle thing that matters in the song and then when they play it live they don't do that thing Hmm, and it's like you kind of understand it but you're like no motherfucker like like, it, okay, you know that song, Story of a Girl? Like, this is story of a girl. You know how the, at the end, they do that story of a girl, like, they do that little pause? What yes. if you went and saw them live and they didn't do the little pause? You'd throw your beer at them and then leave. <laughs> There'd be a full riot. We'd tear that city yeah. down. It'd be insane. So my problem with the fact that they decided to re-record all the audio, one, I guess that's kind of cool, mm-hmm. but the whole game is full of, like little deliveries that in your head as a person who's replayed metal gear one i don't know a dozen or so times you start getting these little cadences that matter like for me a lot of them like i would say the lion's share of my big issues were with meryl actually a lot of meryl's delivery in twin snakes is so different than her delivery in the original metal gear and some of them i feel like like there's so much less impact in some like they huh. like they they come with like almost a, a different emotional tone or a different mm. um uh, amount of weight to them because of the new delivery and it takes away a lot of moments and most notably one of them is when uh she gets shot by sniper wolf and you're being like lured in so much of that moment so many of uh, Meryl's like line reads there they just read so yeah. different to me mm. and it's like really really hard for me to be as invested in that moment in the same way and it, sh- it shouldn't matter and to someone like you in your case connor where like you've had exposure to the voice acting of the first game once and you go into this you might not have that like rhythm like burned into your brain yes but as a person who's played it as many times as i have it was really like i don't want to yeah. be a dick about it but it's hard to ignore similar to seeing a band you like yeah. play a song live and it's not like it ruins a song but when it doesn't happen you're like oh why didn't like why is that not as important to you as it is to me like i care yeah. about that thing that you guys are supposed yeah. to be doing 
And I feel like this game suffered a lot from that uh-huh. because so many line reads in your head, you it's like uh, if you remember a quote and then you watch the movie and the quote's slightly wrong and you're like, Jesus, I say that wrong. And it'd be like oh, you're gosh, playing the game yes. and you're like, Do, did I just remember that wrong or did they deliver? <laughs> and then you start noticing it in places that might not even be true. And this whole game does that to me a ton. And it really was yeah. a hard thing for me to come to terms with and that ended up being my biggest sticking point with this game was that there's so many and again i it's weird that meryl's my example but she's the one that i noticed them the most where Mm. her deliveries are just they feel wrong they feel like they're the wrong deliveries in my opinion and it was really really hard for me to have moments that i think of as like i look forward to them and then they happen and i'm just like Ah, that's not the right. That's wrong. Like, what's what's? Why did why did they do that? And I, I know they can't like completely. Like, I'm sure they don't even notice, and they didn't even notice in the moment they were doing it that way. But Maybe. my dumbass, a hundred percent remembered <laughs> all that stuff, and so oh, yeah, I'm yeah. allowed to pick it apart. So you and that, probably that many was people. What I brought up, and it feels like Garrett, you're you feel do you feel the same way? I feel the exact same way. Like I think um, also having played. I, the first one a dozen or so yeah, times. dozens and dozens yeah <laughs> um i feel like uh yeah meryl that, that exact scene it's like that was so impactful and obviously part of it's the soundtrack which we'll get into that later as well <laughs> but oh the soundtrack gosh. being different and then the 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 line delivery is like oh man like that scene did not have the impact for me as it did in the original one i very much is like oh not feeling it or the times where naomi is getting real raw and just like laying it all yeah. out. finally like coming out to like here's here's the truth here's what's going on mm-hmm. and again in the in the original one again, a lot of it's a soundtrack but then it's that delivery and just the rawness in her voice and the emotion and in this one i'm like this i'm i'm not feeling it like i yeah something's I missing could, i could i could just skip this and like be like you know feel the exact same way as what i'm feel like i'm wasting my time listening to this like it just did not have the impact at all for me um and i, I felt like it was unfortunately i felt that with everyone but yeah there's definitely a few instances that really stood out like the Meryl, like naomi like um even just uh having the different voice actor for gray fox in the gray fox fight yeah when you do that and it's just like oh there's again there's not that like emotion like hurt me more you know that oh, feel yes. like that that him like <laughs> screaming in agony it's just like it seems so tame this fight like yeah, i was like him recalling is- the memories of like yeah. their fights and stuff and like the bone and sinew like it's different and you're like ah yeah. why is this not <laughs> I, i'm so stupid for noticing this but it's yeah. i can't yeah. not notice it it's hard when yeah. it's but it's i understand that and it's probably difficult because you two have seared this first game into your brains so vividly that and i can relate to that it'd be like if you know they reanimate i mean you already made a perfect comparison mike i don't need to make another comparison or another <laughs> metaphor but, but uh i can uh it's like if they reanimated a movie uh just barely that i've already Nailed seen <laughs> if they did like who framed roger or back to the if they did back to the future with the same cast or some weird thing i having seen that movie like 30 plus times i would be like but that's different and that's weird to me um like, what if you watch the remake of jurassic park and the velociraptor comes out of the bushes and Muldoon goes you're a clever girl and you're like that's not what wait why would you say you're a yeah. You're supposed to say, and you'd be like, what is happening? Right? You'd suddenly like lose your mind over something that seemingly is mundane and should not matter, 
but it's incredibly mm. important because you know it so well. It's just, yeah. it's so hard to ignore. And it happened, like, I can't even think of all the examples because it happens so often, but I know the, again, the Merrill ones are the ones that stick out the most, but it happens too often. So, yeah. so often that it becomes distracting. Yeah, it's... And, all, and also for this too, because I was reading like an interview again with, uh, or not an interview, but reading on like a wiki where, because it's the GameCube, like, um, had <clears throat> the upgraded hardware. They also had like the access to like Dolby surround something, mm -hmm. something I forget what it was called at that time. But <clears throat> I, I almost oh, think the I higher, it, I almost think the higher quality uh, audio even just like changes it, changes the feel mm -hmm. of it. Like there's something about mm -hmm. that grittiness, which and that was that was what I was reading is an interview where David Hayter or someone was just like, yeah, we basically recorded they rented an apartment and recorded in a closet for PlayStation one. Like it was not a, an actual studio oh where this gosh. one, like they got everyone together and actually recorded in a studio. And the reason they did that is because they were saying like the original audio, because they recorded just in an apartment, if they were to upgrade, like uh, whatever, I, I'm not doing all the technical terms. I'm not a game developer, but if they were to like HDify that audio. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so terrible talking about this in front of a game developer. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you would you would hear all you would hear all like the cars driving in the background down yes. the road and stuff like that. Like they wouldn't be able to take that out like and make it clean enough with the Dolby HD audio that they had on the GameCube and stuff. And I was like, that's so crazy. So it's it's. Crazy oh, wow. that they even had to do that, but then I also feel like there's something about that grittiness in the old audio on the PlayStation one that like adds so much like to those deliveries as well. Like with the codec calls, like feeling just yes. more like like oh, this is an analog radio they're talking over. And oh stuff yeah, like that. And but. your memory hurts that too because like everyone's had that moment where like you visit your old school and you're like, yeah, I remember this being bigger. And mm. that's because in your head you remember it differently. So in your head, you especially audio, you don't picture it sounding old you picture it sounding exact like you picture the words and they sound like they would now and so yeah. when you go back like you're already picturing a cleaner version but then when they try to make that clean version it's also like a worse version which yeah. isn't fair and then metal gear is already you could argue it was like outside of rpgs maybe the first big game to really try and uh for lack of a better term like feel like a movie like has sure. a cinematic aspect to it which oh, meant yeah. a shitload of talking a ton of audio a ton of dialogue and for a non-rpg which usually rpgs even at that time you're used to reading on mm -hmm. the, uh, the playstation one you're not hearing the voices so it was like a big deal to have that much spoken audio so then you're turning around and saying okay we're going to re-record something that you remember a specific way for a specific reason like their the deck was stacked against them. I'm, again, I'm not even yeah. mad at them. I I'm mad at myself for caring. Yeah, like, it's impossible <laughs> to not care about it. I yep. bet you guys wish so hard that you would be like little old dumb me, only played it <laughs> once and barely even noticed any of this stuff. Uh, truly, like I there were things I noticed as outside of just the accents. Um, I'd like a lot more that there were moments that maybe I had something in the back of my head that was like different you you both named the Meryl moment when she gets sniped um in that big hallway there was something that was a little strange about that to me i don't know if it's because in this one again i don't even know because i played the first game once but does she get shot like six times and like and it's all like really violent and i, I don't know 
but well, there so was it's less the it, the uh yeah like the content of that mode even though a lot of the content of this game they do dial up like like again we yes. mentioned jumping off missiles and stuff like they <laughs> so dial up ridiculous the yeah the the, the, the that type of it's mm-hmm. like john woo stuff basically is put in this game but it really is for me mm. it's her delivery her delivery feels like like you feel like you're talking to someone that is at the end of their rope that is desperate to hear what they want and need in a moment where they think I might not get to talk again. And Meryl sounds like truly like just the delivery of those lines is like so effortless. And the, the twin snakes one, like not that she's not technically doing the same thing, but it's like bringing in two actors, giving them the same direction and then, seeing how wild like mm-hmm. wildly different their takes on something are except it's the same actress and the same character in the same moment yet you're getting the wildly different just takes like still. five six years apart yeah <laughs> like now remember do the same what thing, you did like, remember yeah so yeah. it's like yeah yeah so i can't i can't blame them but too many of those moments like the i, I almost am okay weirdly enough with some of the weird john woo garbage because it's like <laughs> you're remaking a game so if you're like there's a difference between like porting the game and remaking the game you almost expect that stuff so it's less shocking but even knowing they were re-recording the audio you don't expect differences that change the fundamental like 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 dna of what is happening and why someone's saying something and how they're saying something where jumping off a missile is like ah that was insane what a dumb thing why did they do that where (laughs) meryl delivering some lines you're like I'm going to burn Dennis <laughs> house down. Like you, it's, it's somehow it's different. I, I just can't, I can't yeah. explain it. And again, I wish, I almost wish I went back and found some of the, I should have gone on YouTube and like found the deliveries so I could explain with more nuance, but um, it's just, it's constant. I, I, it's, yeah. it's one of those things, Connor, where I'm jealous. I'm frankly jealous of you because yeah. you got a better experience. You got yeah. to basically play a better version of the game because you didn't have that baggage yeah, going I, I do feel lucky with that uh, as much as maybe there were some like little things that I was noticing going through uh, and it made it easier to enjoy and um, you were referencing a lot of like the crazy like matrixy John Woo moments I was just all for it and I think that's because I didn't have I had my expectations <laughs> I don't hate them. I don't hate oh, them. I know. I, I don't. I'm sorry. I should. They're stupid. They're I stupid, but I don't really hate them. I really ate it up, and I yeah. think that was because <laughs> I had a certain set of expectations that were not that they were low. They were just different for this game compared to. Well, and you had yes. played Metal Gear Solid yeah. 2, right? Like, when you think about it, like, Metal Gear Solid 2 is still fresh in, like, mm-hmm. the world's mind, but not necessarily in your head. Metal Gear Solid yes. 2 is full of that shit. It is chock full of that shit. So when you think back and go, oh, of course they added tons of that in, in into the remake of one, regardless of who's working on it, of course it's full of that shit. Because in retrospect, if you can George <laughs> Lucas your your thing, uh, why wouldn't they put a bunch of that in there? Like, like yeah. of course. Like it, it Again, your brain can almost connect the dots, like it or hate it. It's less insulting than the other yeah. thing that you don't G- Garrett, do you have any thoughts on, on this aspect of this game at all? Yeah, I... Uh, what, I, I look, what does it look like Garrett's about to punish me? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I don't... That should happen. I don't... <laughs> hey, I don't, think, Ooh. <laughs> I don't think I... 
I hate it either, sure, but I also yeah. didn't like it, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, I wish it didn't happen, but I, because there's just something about the original, um, like that I, I absolutely adore because it is so different than kind of the rest of the series. Cause yeah, you're right. You play two and there's all sorts of crazy wacky stuff in two. And, and that continues through kind of the series uh, on after that. I mean, and one even has its moments, but it yes, was very but light. They never like, go that far. like, like the, the guard being butt naked, you know, blurred out and, you know, right at the beginning of the game, like goofy, like it's really random. They never go that far. It's not like a big part of the game. Um, and so for me, it was more, again, like coming in there with the baggage, like expecting a cutscene to look a certain way. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, this is going to happen. And this is going to happen. They're going to say this. And then when not only are, you know, the actions that are happening different and like some dialogue is changing again, it was kind of like the grumpy old man, like, oh, well, that, that's, that's not like the original, like, you know, yeah. um, but honestly like it, sure. it it was cool to watch like even though i didn't necessarily like like it i didn't hate it like it was just like okay like that's cool whatever it made it into like a even more of an action movie um because yeah it, it adds way more cinematic like michael bay affied the movie you know <laughs> basically um and uh yeah i i guess that's that's all i have to say but i did not love it, but I also did, I'm not going to say it's sure. garbage. I hated it either. It's kind of like, oh, it's you it's know, more content, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if it adds more content. I guess that's my other issue, just real quick. Like, I don't know if it necessarily added like more like actual uh, value. I guess is what I'm looking for. Yeah, it didn't make to, anything to better. Yeah, I didn't make anything better. So that, that maybe that's my gripe with it. It's like I didn't hate it, but I, I didn't make you. anything better. I, there's there's a thought I keep having about this game that I think with a lot of these topics we might end up be circling around, which is the game itself, outside of like a couple minor gameplay things, one of those being able to go into first person mode with any weapon now, not just like the uh, the sniper, the uh, the missile launcher, this thank you stinger, stinger, and then the, the there's another the like missile that you. Nikita, uh, oh my gosh, this Nikita. is why I got the brought these guys on. Uh, <laughs> I know the names of things in a game. I've uh, well, played. hey, that's uh, you're doing your job, fella. Um, you <laughs> can. You. That was a huge thing to be able to do that. But also, they introduce a trank gun in this game, which, again, having yes. played through three and playing through four right now. I am in like full trank mode, so I was so welcomed for me. I like didn't want to kill anybody, which. I don't actually know how you can defeat this game without maybe you still have to kill people because even the escape sequence it's like what am i supposed to do here like you have to shoot these guys to get through here so i still had yeah. like some small amount of kills but anyway though aside from those gameplay elements and garrett again it being fresh with for you please let me know if there's anything we're forgetting it is it really is the same game um are there any other differences that you noticed? Because I'm wondering if because it it is the same perspective, it feels so similar and everything was so familiar to me having played through the game once that I – which is why I felt so powerful and I could mow through stuff. Um, I wonder if that's another reason why it's not different enough so that when these other elements are kind of nutso and out there or just noticeably different and upsetting like the some of the voice stuff – I wonder if that's because it is like if it would have been more like a different game slightly or they would have introduced something else. I don't know. It's just a thought of mine. Yeah, no, it it, it really is. Yeah, it's one for one as far as I can remember. Like there's not really 
any major differences like the maps all the same the way the doors are all the same um some equipment placements mm. a little different um i mean like you mentioned with the new with having the trink gun like obviously that was in the original one which that that's honestly something i really yeah i, I really enjoyed the trink gun but i also felt like uh i didn't like that they placed it right at the beginning of the game so like immediately you have a silenced gun because that's what makes the game hard too is at the beginning is you have the socom that's and it's not point, silenced yeah. for a long time and so right off the bat when they're like here's a silenced trink gun it's like yes. oh well this breaks yeah. the game <laughs> like, as does, as does the first person first person general. mode first person mode breaks the game like the fact that i bought i, I beat revolver ocelot in his first in that first boss fight no time literally yeah like eight sec eight seconds like i literally like, pulled up my trink gun went and all of a sudden it was like over i'm like oh okay well that was that was not crazy how different being able to do that it changes so many and there's so many fights where you're like i'm gonna go to first person for no reason just to see what it looks like and you're like this looks weird. Not to why, like revisionist history, this? write it, but yeah. which I maybe which is exactly what I'm about to do. But maybe if they would have kept that in mind and changed <laughs> some of these, even just the boss fights up, because I had the same experience, uh, yeah. absolutely the same experience, and that was strange. It was kind of fun because it allowed me to get through this games for this for this episode, and also to feel really powerful. Oh, flew through um, this game. I beat it in like six, six and a that's, half hours. Like I flew through Realistically, this. I think that's the weird thing about Metal Gear 1 too. If you go back yeah. and play it, you can fly through that game. Like mm-hmm. it's, you're like, especially if you're, sk- like if you were to skip like dialogue stuff, that game's like an hour long. Like you can yeah. fly <laughs> through that game. Um, yeah. I, I So but I, I think that we're forgetting about Please. one notable, well, not notable, gigantic change. Uh, Diazepam is called pentazamin. Oh, I th- I didn't I thought it was called that in the original one. Yeah, it's not. No, it's called diazepam, and then they changed You're it. Right. Pente- uh, uh, it's uh, people were in the streets <laughs> riding, cars were being flipped this over. This is the release when this you game have the, was the released. Change you have the biggest issue with, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was the change. More than the voiceover. <laughs> yeah, voiceover. Yeah, I get it. Meryl's dying. Diazepam, pentazamin. Well Come on. At that point. <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous. No, uh, I I agree that the game fundamentally is basically the same thing, but you could argue that it is easier. Um, but but they they did a good job of thinking like, hey, you can hang oh, yeah, from bars. Right. Okay, where are all the places where you can hang from bars, and how do we either stop them or include it into the game? Hey, yeah. you can hold your breath. Yeah. Where in the game does holding the breath actually matter? Where it you, since you couldn't do it before. I didn't know you could do how that. How does it work now? Like, they, like, how do you do yeah. that, Garrett? Did you know this? Uh, I did not know that. No. Yeah, you hold. I mean, oh, like the I, I know you can do it in because you can do it in Metal Gear Solid Two. Two, yeah, that's. And but again, I, I didn't realize almost, you could do it in this one, Twin Snakes. Almost yeah. every mechanic from Two carried over in some form. So it's mm. interesting. In Metal Gear, like Solid is so well known for how uh, like their mm-hmm. attention to detail. Is like, oh, you don't have the thermal goggles? Smoke cigarettes. Oh, you and you can see the lasers. And oh, when you when snow falls, you, you could watch it melt in real time. How crazy! Like, there's all these dumb, weird details that most people would never know, and you just read about and go like, what? That's crazy. How is that real? And they had to do a lot of that by going, okay, how would this Metal Gear Two mechanic work in this game? How? What do we change? What do we make different? Do the boss fights still make sense? Uh, mm-hmm. How do we change something in the boss fights to make it like 
since now you can shoot in first person, I guess all of the objects need bullet yeah. collision added to them. How does that change their grouping so that they're actually defending Psychomantis instead of just being a thing that you dodge? Like, there's all these new right. things they have to think about. And I think that was where like or dislike the game, they really, mm -hmm. really spent a lot of time like implementing stuff like that. And I think that there's like uh, a clear attention, like their own attention to detail and how they add. Uh, those good mechanics. thing we've got a game developer on this on this to just provide a little empathy and just give us a little perspective on what could have been happening. Truly, though, but I I, I tease a little bit, but that is a helpful reminder. And I think a lot of those elements, yeah. I just ended up brushing over too. Like I didn't even think about like probably yeah, I didn't most think people about the, like the would. item collision, and then that's a whole that was a whole point of emphasis in in Sons of Liberty. Uh, like I've watched, mm -hmm. I th maybe Garrett, it was you. I watched on your stream, just shoot the pans in the opening tanker and it makes like a musical. Yeah. Yeah. Makes different noises. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, one, one thing I also wanted to, I mean, this is an obvious thing, but was impactful to me was obviously this game is uh, it's a remake. It is done in the same graphical fidelity and style of sons of Liberty, which are, realistic at least far more realistic than the first game looking models with moving mouths as they're talking uh, and a lot more specific movements than you can do having only played the first metal gear solid essentially one and a half times i missed the puppet faces and the sort of like the weird like puppet Dude. bodies that move around as they talk i connor do that? you know what my other big gripe is it's so you know when you read a book yeah. and they describe a character and you get that mental image. Then that book becomes a movie <laughs> yes. and they cast someone and you're like, huh? What? And then other times yeah. you're like, oh my God, that's exactly what I was picturing. So much of the first game, it's such an ugly game when it comes to like the bodies mm -hmm. and the faces because yeah. <laughs> they're just these awful textures. So like when you see Snake's face, like, yes, you've seen him in Metal Gear Solid 2. But it's different seeing it that face in Metal Gear Solid. When you see Otacon's face and you're like, I know I've yeah. seen you, but this is weird. But then there's all the characters you hadn't Meryl. seen. Like, yeah. like, suddenly you're seeing Meryl and you're seeing Campbell and you're seeing like the, everyone suddenly... in Foxhound. Like, like you're seeing the tattoos on Vulcan Raven and you're like, <laughs> what? And like all these things that, that you in your head, you filled in the blanks. And like, it's like when you see a sprite in a Super Nintendo game, it's evocative yeah. of what it is, but there's still a lot of interpretation up to you to how you take that sprite and kind of like turn that into a fully fledged, like, like corporal body in your head. And yeah. you fill in a lot of those blanks and this game does not allow you to fill in those blanks. And so some yeah. of them feel wrong. I, I, it was, it's weird. Like I, in the first game, when Snake is commenting on Meryl's butt saying, yeah, you got a great butt. It's funny because she's this like weird puppet polygon that barely has a butt. And in this one, she has like a, a fully puppet. formed butt and boobs. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And you agree with Snake. You're I like, can't yeah, believe I'm agreeing with Snake now. This is what it's come to. Uh, <laughs> you're like you're like trying to drive your controller. But you keep going. La, 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 la. Like you're like a cartoon. I truly wolf turn into a, a full pervert cartoon wolf. Uh, but it it was strange, and they do a few like um, 
I know in the I'm pretty sure they do this in the first game some like close-ups or some moments when they like sort of almost kiss and in this one it's just weird being able to see their full faces uh I kind of liked it in yeah and Snake doesn't look young enough he doesn't like I I don't yeah. know about you guys what I don't think they like made 30? him look young enough I I don't know how old he's supposed to be yeah. probably something yeah. like 30 32 range but the snake you know in 2 you think of as being older because you can see him better. So when you see him younger and he looks so much older than Meryl and like, <laughs> but then liquid also looks younger than him. So you're like, yeah. he looks older again. You're like, why don't you now that you can make them look like each other? Why don't they look like each other at all? Like there's all these things you have to worry about now that you could tell. You know, that's what funny because like. playing yeah. through the first game, I, I I didn't know that they were going to be brothers as much as it's so freaking obvious based on their naming conventions. Uh, Should have known. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of cool to be like, oh, wait, that guy whose face I also can't see. They must be tw their twins. And this I actually thought they did. That was something I noticed about this one. That was, I mean, there was nothing to spoil because I know, but to see their faces, I did think they actually looked pretty similar and was like, oh, okay, they are brothers. Like, he's just blonde and talks about his inferior genes, which are. I, I could be misremembering, <laughs> yeah. but in the time, I remember being like, now that they can make them look like maybe, twins, yeah, why don't maybe they it's look that, like the hair color and the big giant mullet, like blonde mullet, maybe didn't help. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's not even a mullet. Um, <laughs> Uh, the, Garrett, you, I feel like you had something to say about the soundtrack in this game. You, you mentioned it earlier and I would love to hear from you on that. Yeah. Um, that's another, that's honestly probably, and you're not the, mad. You're just disappointed. Even though like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like the voice acting was kind of like a bummer, like as far as like, okay, they could have really put a lot more effort in, in some of the lines and stuff like that. But ultimately for me, what made a lot of those scenes really have the impact is the soundtrack. It's like the, yeah, this, the perfect music for the perfect time, the perfect boss, boss fight, like, I don't know, every little bit, the psychomantis theme, uh, the encounter uh, boss fight music that happens like out of pretty much all the boss fights, stuff like that. And then this game, they're like, you know what? We don't need any of that garbage. This is a remake. We're starting over 100%. And you know what? We're not even going to take any of the themes. Uh, you know what? Never mind. We'll, we'll use a little bit of Sniper Wolf theme in a couple places and maybe a little bit of this. But they just kind of like threw everything in the garbage and kind of started over and did like this electronic drum and beat kind of thing. And I was not a fan. Like it, they were trying to go too hard with like the Metal Gear Solid 2 uh, you know, type of stuff, which it worked for Metal Gear Solid mm -hmm. 2 because it was yeah. its own thing, you know. And I felt like they're like, oh, let's let's update the soundtrack as well. And almost like they took that as we need to make it electronic. <laughs> it's like, which is granted, weird. Like, the original was electronic, too. But again, it was not the same. I don't know. Not the same. Yeah, it was exactly. orchestrated. It was just yes. using tools because that's what they had access to, you know? Right. It's so yeah. bizarre. It's like uh, I know that George Lucas has said he owes Star Wars is like popularity to john williams because the music matters so much and this is a perfect example of a video game version of that where like garrett's saying so many moments don't have the same impact so many moments the stinger hits and you're like some you beeps and boops are happening and you're like i don't care about this why why did yeah. they do this why did they not just like like you see so many games where they're like 
we reorchestrated the soundtrack because before we were it was all electronic and in this they went backwards it felt like mm-hmm. it went from sounding orchestrated to becoming fully electronic but not the songs you know just new stuff like like yeah. they couldn't get the rights to it. like it was a dragon <laughs> quest game and someone was like not letting them do it you know yeah yeah and and yeah it just was so bizarre it wasn't even yeah like an updated version of it they just like completely like changed everything in some in some cases and i mentioned earlier like the naomi i mean it comes up multiple times in the game but what always pops in my head is um well yeah when meryl's getting shot it actually happens at both places they use the same mm-hmm. song when meryl gets shot and then when naomi is kind of spilling her guts um it was like the uh I forget the name of the song now, but there's like a very specific theme that's like mm-hmm. very emotional and very just like um, soft. Like it has a very soft tone compared to the rest of the game and really, uh, yeah, changes the feel in that moment and adds so much to what they're saying. And in this game, I think in the Naomi section, it's completely silent. I don't even know if they replace it with anything. I think it's completely silent. And then in the Meryl scene, it, yeah, it's a totally different song that they play there. And I'm like, what is this? Like, again, like, I was like, there was a couple moments I'm like, uh, I got halfway through the conversation. I'm like, I'm just going to skip the rest of this codec call. Like, I don't need, I know what she's going to say. I've yeah. played this game like dozens of times and there's not the that emotional impact anymore. So yeah, it was a bummer for me. Like I, I am big about music and games. Like that's what I talk about. Like any game I've ever played, like that's what I, it's really what draws me to a lot of games. Like I love Death Stranding because of the freaking soundtrack. I love all the Metal Gear games because of their soundtrack. Uh, Pokemon, like whatever it is, any game out there, I love music. And so for that thing that I hold so near and dear to my heart and like what really uh, it's a huge anchor for my love in, in, in the game is like, oh, so sad to see it go and so bummed that what they replaced it with was kind of, in my opinion, This hot is garbage. so interesting to hear because... <laughs> When playing through so much of this game, the music was very unfamiliar to me. And I think that could have technically happened for a couple reasons. One, I haven't spent the time like you two have. This is a theme in this episode is me being like, I haven't played it that much. But even having played the first one, like I had the first time I played it, I got up until the first sniper wolf battle and was like, I don't want to backtrap for this sniper. I'm going to play something else. The second time, of course, played uh, played all the way up to the part where you're running up the stairs and you're like escaping a thousand soldiers, which I thought was way easier in this version. I was so grateful for that because it it, <laughs> it really so turned easy. me off the first time. Oh, yeah. um, so I've but I've spent a decent amount of time and hearing you talk about this, Garrett, I'm like, no wonder so much of the music was unfamiliar to me. It wasn't the music I had even heard uh, for maybe. 25 hours before like between a couple playthroughs so um that's a bummer it they they really it it was yeah it was very just generic like i couldn't even tell you any of the themes from the new game i granted i only played it once but it's like they took something that had very unique themes for every room you went into every boss fight every like certain instances that would happen um everything had a distinct theme that could like that really did guide you through the story and with this one like every room mm-hmm. to me kind of just sounded the same and it was very just generic and you know it was sad <laughs> it's really it's sad a difference between like, something that's, like it's a difference between something that's scored and something that you're mm-hmm. watching while music plays behind it like mm-hmm. there's yeah. a huge difference like when you're playing a video game and you can just like hit a and watch a cutscene. as a developer you know okay cool i can't sting anything because the music playing isn't just going to stop because they haven't hit A. 
So I can't time anything to that. So you just have to accept that or have the music feel tonally appropriate. But when you're purposely scoring something, you're making sure that the music is doing stuff along with what's happening. And in Metal Gear, you feel like that's happening a, a ton as you listen to these conversations or watch these moments. And when suddenly that music's gone and that's like an entire, that's like listening to a movie instead of watching it because an entire aspect of yeah. something is just absent you know, completely. I, for having not noticed exactly that this was the issue while I was playing it, it is now my biggest gripe with this game, with this game uh, because <laughs> it's, it's very easy to pinpoint. But truly like that's, it's a bummer to like hear and have like real be, realizing it as you're telling me and being like oh yeah this was different and what is the deal with that that is maybe the most uh confusing choice here um well hey thanks i'm glad that we took the time to hear from you on that uh uh and i'm garrett i'm sorry it was like such a such a bummer because that that does really stink um i uh what i'm trying to think of i had somewhere i wanted to go oh this is a small thing but I thought I would see a lot more Nintendo stuff in this game. There's some mo- there's some Nintendo moments, which I guess we they didn't need to overdo it. Um, but I do want to point out being on the GameCube, there are a few notable differences, and please let me know if there are more. Um, in the Gray Fox fight, uh, well, after it, you have this cutscene with Otacon, and in the in the back, I think I got a great picture on my phone, but behind Snake, there's just like a Mario and a Yoshi model just standing on a bookshelf Mm -hmm. or whatever or like a computer shelf and then there's also a little gamecube model with a wave bird because of course this came out in 04 the wave bird i think was the year before so i enjoyed those Mm -hmm. touches and of course uh psycho mantis in in your battle with him uh as he would read the memory card from your playstation and name off any konami games that you had played in this one I don't know what Nintendo games he's able to read, but because I was playing on a hacked Wii, he's like, ah, you haven't played many Nintendo games <laughs> or whatnot. Yeah, he said the same I think thing. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like Melee, Sunshine, huh. Eternal Darkness, one of the Wind Zelda Waker, games, probably. I think. Yeah. Uh, so probably it would have been Wind Waker. Uh, and so I think it's just those. I think it's Smash, mm. Sunshine, Wind Waker, and uh, Eternal It's probably the appropriate Eternal amount of Darkness. Easter eggs. Yeah. Uh, Garrett, did you have any thoughts on this? Uh, no, as far as the Easter eggs, that's all I noticed. Too. I screenshotted them right away and put on the Discord. Yeah. Like, this game's wild. <laughs> like, not to, for so many reasons, yes. but then there's just like Mario and Yoshi chilling in the background. Like, this is great. Well, um, you guys, you guys missed something about were the, they that Mario and Yoshi. holding hands. Did you? No, because I'm a good person. No. <laughs> so if you shoot Mario, it makes the one-up noise. And if you shoot uh, Yoshi, it does the oh, his, his noise, like yeah. the, the, the Yoshi oh, noise. Oh, man, now i got to yeah. play the whole That's thing awesome. again. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens <laughs> when you shoot the GameCube? And Nintendo says, thank you. I don't think, I don't think anything happens <laughs> when, you, when um, you do that. <laughs> I, I did want to talk about some, just like some of our experience, like Garrett, especially maybe you and, and Mike, if you remember anything, just uh, any of the enjoyable or notable instances of our experiences just playing this game as we sort of um as we sort of make our way through this through this episode uh i do want to share a really funny thing that i know i told garrett about mike i didn't tell you this but the the day that i borrowed the hacked Wii from jeremy come at me nintendo i mean 
to, unless Nintendo subscribes to this Patreon, they're not going to hear this. Yeah, <laughs> easy, maybe don't easy. though. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. What if Nintendo's oh, in the gosh, DJ Toad tier? That's who Bert Pop Tarts is, uh, which is a real patron we have. Uh, thank you, Bert Pop Tarts, for your support. Um, the day I got this, I had no plans, and I knew I had about a week and a half to play the game. So I was like, I'm going to just start it and just really commit some time to it. So I am taking my time going through the game, watching every codec, listening to, you know, listening to all of the moments, just really soaking it in, trying to poke around and see some things that I maybe I could notice are different, which again, for me, barely anything because I'm so unfamiliar with the first one. Uh, but I get all the way. So how far did I get? I got all the way. Th- I remember all the way through the Gray Fox fight in, in the computer lab. And I watched the entire cutscene of where we with Otacon, where we can see the Mario and Yoshi figures. And at the end of the cutscene, the screen just goes black, and I wait like it might be transitioning to a new scene or to back to the game. And I wait. Well, it's Metal Gear, so you're like, surely yeah. this is a part of everything, up right? Sleeve. Right. Everything happens for a reason, and, you know. and sure enough. <laughs> The game, I'm like pressing buttons on the GameCube controller. The game somehow resets itself and the title screen comes up. And I'm like, this can't be a Twin Snakes like switcheroo on me. And sure enough, <laughs> I lost all of my progress, like three and a half hours I'd put in that afternoon. And oh, wow. I hadn't, the, the kicker is that I hadn't saved because I was just mowing through the game and... I didn't even oh, consider no. calling our friend Mei Ling to save. So I, I told, I think I know, How right? I should have been hanging out with her. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, do. don't you want proverbs? I want some great proverbs and I didn't have any. And I, Garrett, I know I told you this, but that night I, in an hour and I think like 12 minutes, I got to that same point. So I was like, I just, I can't let this knock me off the tracks here because I have to play this game. So I just blew through it, skipped every codec because I had heard all of them. And that was a pretty memorable experience. Um, I, I, no, no glitches on your end, Garrett. You were able to just play it all the way through. No. In fact, I was <gasps> playing it in 4K, 60 frames per second. It was great. Oh, <laughs> my fantastic. goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool. So it, it was... Yeah, it was a lot of fun playing through Dolphin because of that. And uh, I, um, I'm trying to think. No other glitches anywhere. Oh, no. Well, I mean, it was an issue with Dolphin, actually, where the codex would, like, come up a weird color. Oh. But then there's, like, a patch that okay. I could download and it fixed it. So I was like, okay, perfect. Everyone's oh. good to go. No crash. Well, I'm happy somebody data. didn't have to go great. through Smooth any of that sailing. pain. Uh, phantom pain, that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Garrett, any notable, like, gameplay moments that, that stood out to you or – or any part of the game outside of like, you know, the stuff we've already talked about and maybe not been thrilled with um, because I have a few more, but I do want to hear from you and Mike, the floor is open to you as well. Well, I'll something let you positive. guys talk you're, first. You're like, Cause I, I was going to oh. follow up on something you oh, asked okay. earlier. So I'll let Garrett talk. Okay. So you're looking for something. Some, I got to say something positive. About Garrett, this game I'm holding up everything. a sign that says stay positive. <laughs> no, share what you feel about the game. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, I did, I did enjoy this. Only if, if for anything, just to see Metal Gear yeah, in three D. Totally. 
<laughs> like I know we kind of talked about it. Or, I know we talked about it earlier. Like it, in some cases, is this jarring? Because again, you have a picture in your yeah. head, and it might be different in this. But for for years, like yeah, it's just something. As a kid, like I would imagine, because I again, I even though I was young, like I played Metal Gear Solid the first one when I was like you know yeah. six seven. Like I was just a young little kid playing this game, and I had this picture in my head for years and years and years of what they would look like. And so now that I'm you know what twenty eight twenty nine, like to jump into this game and be like, <laughs> okay, like this is what Kojima was trying to get across. Like in these in these instances, that that was really neat. Mm. I did enjoy that. To have like. Um, if anything, just clarity and just some, uh, if yeah, just a cool new new outlook on this game. Obviously, I'll still always have those memories and my own canon yeah. of what happened in the original. But um, it it was neat to see like, um, or even like Psychomantis taking his mask off. Like, oh, oh my god, see his face actually. It's not just a blur. Yes, <laughs> like, that's crazy. It's not just this messy <laughs> thing of nothing. Yeah. Reacts to yeah, it too, just, which I'm sure she does in the first game. But this one, I'm like, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the yeah. original game it just looks like a stone yes. cobbled texture that you'd see like on the floor somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, even though like it, what may, maybe wasn't exactly what I'd imagine, it it was still really fun. And uh, I mean, again, it it just kind of like spurred up kind of uh, something I wanted for years. As you know, <laughs> before I knew about this game that this game existed, I've always talked about like oh, I'd love to get a Metal Gear remake, love to get a remake, and. This kind of scratch an itch a little bit, but also like, like, okay, like no, like <laughs> I, I think I know. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> do I actually want it? It would be cool to see it in modern graphics, but also maybe yeah, maybe you I take that got back. Maybe, that in, in in Metal Gear Four. Yeah, kind of got you do oh, modern yeah, graphics. You really do, but uh, yeah, maybe this kind of like maybe uh pushes me back a little bit like okay maybe maybe sure. we don't need the remake you know <laughs> if they're gonna do some wild stuff like, like oh one thing uh, mike so, actually let's yeah. hear from you first because you are storing something i don't want to lose it before i bring this up oh well you mentioned that you didn't get a lot of nintendo references and i would uh let you know i think that's because they just put a shitload of silicon knights and eternal's darkness oh there we go like easter eggs in this game that's probably the like the hole you're looking for would have been filled by that if you knew to look for it. There's like, I think the police knots poster is a zone of the enders poster instead, but then there's also an oh, eternal yes, darkness right. poster. I think the game, the GameCube that's is right. playing as eternal darkness. I think in one of the computers, like is the web is Silicon Knights website. I think Dennis Dyack is one of the portraits yes. in Psycho Mantis's office. It's like Hideo Kojima, uh, that Ryu, yeah. uh, it's that, that guy Neji. <laughs> I think that Neji yeah, guy. Yeah, Neji. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Dennis Dyack. Uh, like they have they have a bunch of silicone. Okay, stuff, thank you. Um, mm, okay. uh, hidden hidden throughout the game. So I think that took the place okay, of a cool. lot. Cool. I just didn't know if I had like missed that, it or not. That makes sense. Um, no. I. Um, a, a, couple things i last few things i wanted to point out were i going into this game was very curious as to what the codex sequences would look like because i just didn't know oh are they gonna i'm so glad you brought this up i I was gonna bring this up would they just create all new ones would they be more realistic like they were in uh in sons of liberty um turns out as far as i could tell the exact same codex animations was is that the case mike you were gonna bring it up I like Eric. Eric looked like he was ready to talk. Um, no, I mean, I, I was just gonna say, as as far as I could tell, like it, it's it's pretty close. Um, I I didn't necessarily notice any differences, other than again, like voice delivery, like the line delivery, um, being different. But 
uh, I think for the most part, it's the same, at least what I noticed. Again, like like I said, though, there's moments where like I started skipping stuff because I'm like, totally. this is not there for me and I know what they're going to say, so I just skip it through it. Um, but the ones I did watch, I was like, okay, I think this is pretty much the same other than, I know, I wish Snake put a little more, you know, a little more oomph in that line there, but yeah. So they're, they're way mm. cleaner, which is really nice. Um, mm-hmm. But I, it, it felt almost weird that they didn't change those, right? Like, I'm mm. glad they didn't, but you almost felt like you're like, uh-oh, the fact that you didn't change these reminds me of the things yeah. I love about the first game that are being kind of stolen away from me. It almost would have been better if you made them like the Metal Gear 2, it's a 3D model in a box codec calls, because that would have felt less like disparate compared to jumping from these these nice looking models mm-hmm. to this like yeah. 2D animated art. Like like they're way cleaner, but it just it, like it's weird. They they made the right call aesthetically, but they almost made the wrong call like yeah, from a design it's standpoint. Another one of those elements mm-hmm. of this game that I'm like wish they would have just gone further with or would have changed more that I again this might I think still, if I were, if you were to put a Trank gun to my he- head and ask me what my favorite codex sequence is from any of the games, it's probably between one and three. Although I did love seeing like the realistic versions in Sons of Liberty th- with the advancements, so I was like, oh, this makes sense here. But I think one is still the most charming to me. So I was happy to see it, but that it was like, like you said, Mike, a reminder of like the things we love, and was just it's just a little interesting. Um, you almost wish they took it out. Like, they did the right thing, but you're yeah. almost mad at them for doing yeah. it, <laughs> which is weird in a game where all the other times they did the yeah. wrong thing and you're mad at them. And They uh, can't win. It's, it's, it's a funny dichotomy between the decisions. Yeah, they really can't. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say, uh, I correct me if I'm wrong, I think this was new for the GameCube version, and I remember thinking it was cool. My buddy told me about this. Uh, after you do the second Sniper Wolf fight when you have to run yes. across the field to her body... If you look in the trees, there's a parachute caught in the trees. And since the fight takes place underneath the tower oh. where you fight the hind D, that is liquid. A, presumably like liquid snakes like That's cool. parachute that he escaped the hind D, floated down here and ran off. Yeah. And it's one of those dumb things yeah. I definitely never noticed. I don't even know if he noticed or if he just like heard about it or read it in a magazine or something but when he told me i was like whoa what and i went and i looked and i was like oh my god it's there that's like that's that is such a metal gear subtle pointless detail and that's kind of the stuff i was i'm talking about when i say that like you can tell that they for better or for worse like it or hate it they yes. at least cared what they were doing even though they made a lot of decisions i personally weren't in, yeah. i was not in love with like they no one can say they didn't care about making this game and that they were trying to do things like who does that who adds that detail unless you give a yeah, shit about that's what a great making, point you know? i gotta go see this now yeah so yeah i had to double check it i, I just google it real quick because i couldn't remember but because that that's actually in the original game as well oh, is it okay it is i don't remember that from the original game at all yeah. so then my friend fucking hoisted <laughs> me uh, with his petard from from <laughs> way back in the day, he planted his petard, and I have now been. Hey, it happens to the best of us, but <laughs> hey, still a cool detail. Again, new to me. I didn't know about this. It is. Hey, hey, yeah. I I, I didn't know. Like I played the original game a ton, and I had I, no idea that was in the original. I, I, 
I never saw actually until like probably in the last couple of years. And again, the, you know, the original has been around for, for a long time. Um, yes. but, uh, it's like, yeah, I, I just found about, out about that a couple of years ago and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like I never noticed that, but yeah, if you go in the so first, cool. cause, cause you know, when you play on PS one, like I, I remember rarely going in the first person view, like you did, you did cause never. you didn't need to. So, but yeah, you go in the first person view and look up and it's, it's sitting Gosh, there, but uh, crazy. <laughs> It's, it's neat that they carry that over because it could have been yes. something they just like forgot That's an easy about. Detail like, forget That's about, right? Whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, well, as we sort of reach the end here, I, I have a couple more things I, that I want to sort of say in my wrap up or just, just things that I experienced while playing the game. But um, Mike, maybe you can lead off for us if you don't mind. Um, was there anything else you didn't get to say sure. about this game? And if not, would you mind just uh, – putting a cherry on top of like what you what you feel about it in general um one of the line deliveries that is way worse is when Otacon is talking to you about the weight of the elevator and it doesn't make sense and then it zooms in on his face and he's like yelling at you what is that line read one? is so much worse and uh it's the same but still the same he's just in the same way that like Meryl oh, yeah, doesn't just the... sound the right way Otacon doesn't sound the right way and it that moment is so it's fucking amazing awesome in the first game you're like what oh my god he's like oh snake oh my god it's just crazy shit's happening you're like what and then in this oh. game it just it doesn't hold the same weight <laughs> so i'd like i'd like you to know that it doesn't it's not it's not as good that's that like that's not my that's charity, a detail you had to that is off. like i'm like yeah, I didn't That's get a great. chance to bring you know that up maybe, yet. I really wanted to Maybe sure we'll bounce from details that. and then do cherries. You know how we how we always do? We bounce cool. from details do and do cherries. Garrett, yeah. any other details about oh, this yeah. game that you didn't get to bring up quite yet? Uh, no, I think I pretty much got it. I, like I said before, like my main thing was the music for me like that's I, oh, that, that, that hurt me deep i was like kojima how, how can you do me wrong how could you do me like that um but uh yeah other than that um okay cool uh well then mike why don't you cherry us then and then i'll share just the last couple details and just what i thought about it um for me twin snakes is a flawed version of one of the best games ever made but it's still a like a flawed version of the one of the best games ever made is still one of the best games ever made. So it's kind of a testament to the original that even despite Garrett and I essentially spending what, like an hour and a half <laughs> talking almost exclusively about things we didn't like about it, it's still Metal Gear Solid. And so I'd still, I, I enjoyed it. It's a, a testament to that game's story and the characters and the flow and that even with new mechanics added on, it doesn't ruin things. It it's a yeah. game you want to explore. Uh, it's a it's a a timeless game in a lot of ways. Um, I think that that Twin Snakes is, at the very least, it's a worthy game for you to spend some time with. Uh, but like most remakes, it's probably not going to be yeah. as good as the original. It's a it's a the first game set such a tough bar to to live up to. Not that they couldn't have made some different choices to get a little closer in this, as we've as we've detailed. But yeah, this the the last few things about my experience I wanted to share before as I wrap up are it was truly really fun to experience this game as essentially my second playthrough of Metal Gear Solid, coming off uh one in, three months ago in January. 
it's yeah, it's it was so wild, strange, dude. but so much fun, <laughs> yeah. and I felt like a total pro at this game. Like I feel like I know it very well. I knew what what was coming every sequence. I knew what to look out for. I would still occasionally, you know, accidentally walk over a platform and stop walking, and then have the floor fall out from under me. I would still occasionally not check my map, <laughs> turn a corner, and have a camera spot me, and then alert the guards. That being said. With the first-person mode and the trank, it, it it really helped erase some of my flaws and mistakes in this game. I didn't, I I did find myself playing it completely differently, kind of like we were talking about Garrett and I. Oh, oh my god! Which bad boy, yeah. I was actually thankful <laughs> for being a replay. I don't. I obviously would never recommend this as someone's first Metal Gear Solid experience. Absolutely not. But it was fun to be like, okay. <laughs> I, I've played through this before. I know how. I, I just want to like put these people to sleep and not alert anyone, and that was that was fun for me. Uh, it also was fun knowing how to approach certain things because the first time I played, well, I fought Metal Gear Rex. It took me like thirty times to do that boss fight because I didn't never even. This is just me being an idiot. Never considered using chaff grenades, and that's the way you avoid those missiles consistently. <laughs> it turns out. Um, yeah. But I overall, I did really have a wonderful time playing this as much as like some things felt off and now hearing them, I'm not going to be able to not see them now playing it. Hey, yeah, I you know what? I'd rather, uh, be, I'd rather see the truth <laughs> than live in, uh, you know, in ignorance. So thank you two for, for helping me. But I do, I will say I want to replay this again someday. I think I might over my, my, my many years left on this earth. I'll be re I hopefully will be replaying both. Uh hopefully. Well, bold claim Connor saying sometime before you die <laughs> yeah. you might replay this game. <laughs> hey, I've got slow to, down. I can always borrow this <laughs> again. Uh but uh yeah, it was it it was pretty ever, overall about what I expected um from this game being a little matrixed up and a little crazy and uh yeah, it's I'm happy it exists as much as like absolutely I like the first, the original one so much better. Yeah, I agree. It's cool. It's a cool thing to. It's cool that this is a and playing anything game with a GameCube controller is great. And so we got to do a Metal Gear with a GameCube controller, so I was I was happy. Garrett, what did, what kind of controller <laughs> did you play with? Some cool like PS Five thing? As if I don't know what the controller is. I played with the eight bit SN thirty Pro Plus. That is a, that is a controller fantastic. of a man of culture right there. Uh, that's what I Ooh. use for my emulation box. I love. I, 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 love I have the one with the. Uh, uh, it's got like the light purple, uh, button like face buttons, and so and. <gasps> I I have both. So this is like the NES one, and I have the oh. SNES one, and because it, it's it's so much cheaper than the than the like the Switch yeah. Pro controllers. That's why I, I actually for. like it better in Switch. a lot of ways. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. That'll do it for our discussion here for the Metal Gear Solid Games Club on episode six, all about Metal Gear Solid the twin snakes this has been an absolute blast uh as much as we weren't thrilled with some parts of it i was really i had a great time talking with you guys so on the way out yes. um i'd love to hear what what you two have been up to whatever you would like to plug as much or as little as you'd like um garrett why don't we start with you and thanks for coming back again after portable ops it's always fun to chat with you especially yeah about your guy kojima and metal gear uh, my, my, Whoa, my he's favorite. your guy, my, Garrett? He, he's my Checks dad, out. actually. My second dad. I wonder you're so... Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, it makes sense. That's so cool. 
Yeah, no wonder you're always looking at boobs. <laughs> Let it be known it's canon on this show that that always happens. Yep. <laughs> I love to. How how could Garrett ever? Um, sorry, recover? what was the what was the question? <laughs> I was going to say Garrett's not recovering from that. Uh, Garrett, what have you been up to, and what do you want to uh, plug for the? Li- how can the listeners support you? Yes, uh, I have been doing my podcast awesome. that I've talked about before, Super Gamer Boys. Go check that out uh, every week. Uh, so Mondays, if you happen to be hanging around Twitch, you can watch us record it live. Uh, but then it goes out to YouTube and podcast services on Wednesdays. Um, so yeah, check it out. We usually do uh, like the news from the previous week, kind of giving our own thoughts and do what you're playing. Um, this last episode that's coming out tomorrow as of recording this on Wednesday. Um, we we really had some fun with it. We're like, you know what? Screw it. We're not talking about the news. We're just gonna do oh, listener awesome. questions and just screw around. And and Adrian and Adrian uh, Adrian got his play date last week, and so he did like kind of oh, like a little killer. 30, 40 minute kind of discussion on that. So it's not like our official review for it, um, but we uh, if you listen to that episode, you'll very quickly realize like, oh, these guys are su- super hot on the play day. We are so stoked about it. So I saw him um, on Twitter showing that he got his before I got mine because we're both in group one. I, okay. I, I unfollowed him. This <laughs> is furious. A good reason to unfollow oh, someone. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good. Perfectly good reason. Um, so yeah, go check out our podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, we also have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash supergamerboys where you can support us as well. I know I've talked about on previous episodes and because um, we have a, a cool book club episode. You guys, uh, you know, friends of the show know Adrian from previous episodes. Um, and uh, he has a show that he does called Super Gamer Book Club. And that's a Patreon exclusive deal over there. Um, so you should go check it out where we kind of do a similar thing to this, but a um, little different. You know, with, with Adrian's hey, that, flair. Do, that does it. Uh, well, thank you, Garrett. And thanks again for being here, buddy. Um, of course. Yeah, uh, thank you. Mr. Mike Steele, what have you been up to? How can people support you? Uh, if you'd like to play the video game I most recently worked on, it's called Ollie Ollie World. It's available on every single platform, uh, except for Stadia, but that's on. Is that still going on? Uh, or Luna. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, technically uh, uh, but uh, on all real platforms uh, you can pick up Ollie Ollie World fantastic game in fact I think it's been on like a 20% off sale kind of like a like one of the PlayStation spring sales or something uh, dating this <laughs> I apologize but if you're listening recently uh, check it out it's a fantastic game I'm not just saying that because I worked on it I really love it uh, you can check me out on uh, my radio show called Jim and Them. We go live every Friday night, 7 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, Now is a great time to jump on in. Well, okay. Maybe now is not the best time. I I apologize in advance. One of my co-hosts, I think he got red-pilled. He's uh, really problematic lately. Uh, It's hard to recommend my own show lately. It's like a real uh, real problem. He's like, we're not stoked. If you listen... Just know that we're not any more thrilled about how is, he's been it's acting not a bit. This is real. As any of you might be to hear. I'm it. so sorry this to hear this. This is so real. It's like, yeah, it's a real problem, and we're like trying to figure out what we do about this. Um, we're co- we're coming up on our 15 year anniversary in May, wow. uh, so we're like right there. And he's been oh. there from the beginning. Hey, we'll so have an intervention on your 15th so. anniversary. And if he doesn't agree to make all the changes we're, you want, kick him. Out. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're thinking about our <laughs> oh, many geez. options. So, hey, check it out. It's called Jim and Them. 
two thirds of it is a really great show. Um, uh, I think you'd you'd like it. If you want a show that's not problematic, uh, I do a podcast called Brody Arcs. It is a Final Fantasy XIV uh, themed podcast. Me and my buddy talk about how much we love that game, and we record a new episode every time there is a patch update in the game. So you can check out the Brody Arcs podcast on Spotify if you want something that's slightly <laughs> less problematic than my current show. Again, I think it's still worth listening to, but like, just ignore the 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 parts that are clear. Like, you'll know what I mean immediately. There's, there's no so going to be sorry. wondering like, was I'm that so the part? Sorry. Nah, you'll know immediately. It's it's embarrassing. Uh, so I just, I'm sorry. Hey everyone, just, while recording this podcast, I just purchased oh, all the Olive Grove kits on sale. Wow. So go oh my god! It. Whoa, Garrett, thank <laughs> you most, so much. That means a lot. I hope you like it in in the gaming sphere right here, Garrett Morlang. You're a real. And hero, as you guys see on my games. phone, I, I just games, uh, you know? deleted it from my games library. Um, <laughs> so yeah, a little bit of. <laughs> Uh, alchemy's real (laughs) equivalent exchange Uh, but yeah so check out those shows um uh yes be mindful when you go into them uh but yeah that uh you can follow me on twitter at van saves lives i have uh strong opinions on video games and uh occasionally make jokes that are just for me uh so if you don't like think they're funny i don't care for you and that's all that matters (laughs) well Um, Everything that you two just plugged and everything that I'm going to plug, we will have a link in the show notes of this post. So uh, feel free to. You don't have to link the gym and them. You don't have to. Let's make it as hard as possible for people to check that out for now. Which we have linked Uh, on previous episodes. (laughs) If you want to Google it, you can. If you want to look it up, just I don't want Connor to make it any easier than this episode is what we're saying. Um, (laughs) Okay, great. Most everything we'll have a link to in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> I'm being honest, man. I'm sorry. I'm I'm being the I'm being the Connor of video games right now. It's mm, a real mm. problem, and we're gonna hopefully get past this. I hope that my plugs are a little less of uh, a worry. This is point news I didn't expect, shows, but right? I am like so. It's like I'm getting some juicy yeah. goss, and it's uh, it's fun for me, but I feel like it's, mm-hmm. it's probably been a problem for you. <laughs> yeah, it's a week to week, real stressful situation to be in. Uh, Pretty Gosh, constant well, rolling hey, basis. Best of luck to you in that situation, Mike. Uh, Thanks, man. You're so welcome. Really appreciate um, it. If you're listening to this episode, all of you uh, at, who support us at patreon.com slash super NPC radio, all of you at the $10 DJ Toad tier, which is where you get the Metal Gear Solid Games Club uh, and a handful of other stuff on this network, thank you so much. Uh, I would love to hear from you if you've played Metal Gear Solid, The Twin Snakes. If you got questions about it, hit us on the Patreon comments on this post. And speaking of our patrons, I do want to shout out all of our $10 DJ Toad tier uh, supporters. And truly, couldn't do this without you. It really means a lot to have your support. So, without further ado, thank you to Burnt Pop-Tarts, Garrett Morlang, huh, there's that guy right there, uh, Eddie Martin, David Danella, Derek Fushino, uh, Darren Lau, Nathan Edwards, Gabe Valdez, Jonathan Thompson Wheeler, Tyler Dather, Mauricio Diosis, and Goblin Bomber. Thank you all. And? And, and Nintendo. Nintendo. Well, that's Burnt Pop-Tarts, of course. Everybody knows that. Um, I <laughs> have been your host yeah. for this one. Again, a little bit matrixed up, uh, 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 old, well, future old snake, but current solid snake, Connor McCabe. Uh, you can follow me on uh, social media at Connor underscore McCabe. And 
if you already listened to this show, you get my show in your feed. Call me by your game. Check it out. Both these wonderful gents have had their own solo episodes on it. Uh, it's. Ooh, what'd you talk about, Garrett? Death Stranding, because someone else uh, took oh, Metal Gear okay. Solid, so I did another Kojima uh, joint, you know? Um, yeah. But that'll do it for this episode of the Metal Gear Solid Games Club. We have, dear listener, three, seven, eight, nine, we have three episodes coming to you. Um, recent news, we are originally planned to do uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 in two episodes for uh, for Ground Zeroes and Phantom Pain. Jeremy is replaying that game, and he realized that is... That makes no sense. We're going to include them all in the same episode. Well, yeah. One exactly. of the games is so 20 minutes a little long, ambitious so. by us, but hey, we gave you Twin Snakes, and so we're going to have – we have still to come. Uh, we have uh, – what are – we have, of course, five, and we have, uh, gosh, Peace Walker, and there's one more we're doing. Yeah. Acid 2? Yeah, probably some random game. I mean, you pulled out yeah. Portable Ops and Ghost we'll see. Battle. I can't remember so. off the top of my head, but we've got what a else list. Are you pull out? No Acid episode, but an Acid 2 that episode. Is the move. I think that's um, the move. Yeah, there's a lot more fun to come. Thank you for supporting us here, uh, and that'll do it for this episode of the Super NPC Radio Games Club. We will see you on the next one.